want to start with a question. Have you ever been in thick fog? In 1901, the SS Acona was sailing across the Mediterranean Sea when a storm blew in and fog rolled across the bow of the ship. Fog was so thick that the captain was having difficulty in navigating. In fact, the lights on the ship were obscuring his ability to navigate. And no matter how many lights were lit, no matter how bright they were, the fog merely caused the lights to bounce back. With a sudden thought of insight, the captain asked for all the lights on the vessel to be extinguished. Kill the non-essential lights. It was only when the lights had been killed that the crew spotted a flashing light in the distance. They realised it was Cape Spavanto in the southern Italy lighthouse. And using that light as a fixed point of reference, they steered the ship to safety. As the crew got closer to the lighthouse and got closer, closer to the land, the fog began to clear and the captain was able to safely navigate the ship through the rocky waters. The crew credited the light from the lighthouse with saving their lives that night and preventing potential disaster. I wanted to start with that this morning. Can anyone still see me? I'm not sure if you've ever been in thick, thick fog. I'm not sure how many of us in Australia in particular will ever go through thick, thick fog. No, this morning isn't the case and our smoke machine isn't broken. I just wanted to merely present this this morning. But if you've, even myself, I've driven, driven down the Cusack Lane and you're driving along and all of a sudden the fog starts to cloud in around you and you notice your headlights are beaming back. And if you start to panic, you immediately turn on your high beam lights. Who's ever turned on their high beam lights in the middle of the fog and realised that does nothing at all? Who's ever found that their headlights, no matter how bright, don't pierce through the fog? In fact, they make things worse. Don't they? they begin to reflect it back to you. And the only way to successfully navigate fog is to actually dim your lights, to use fog lights, which are often an orange light, and to dim your light so that you can see through the fog. I want to say to you this morning, I feel like some of us navigate life like their headlights are blinding them. I want to say to you this morning that some of us go through life with fog so thick, not fog in the natural, but fog in the emotions, fog in the spiritual. And I think sometimes we have no idea on how to navigate this fog and no idea on what to do when the fog rolls in, when circumstances and situations and the storms of life roll in. What do we do to navigate the fog? That's the question I want to ask you this morning. To navigate the fog, you're going to need a light that is external. Having the light inside, having the light bouncing back at you only blinds you you're going to need a light that is external. And over the last couple of weeks, we have been talking about the I am's of Christ. In the Gospel of John, seven times Jesus reveals himself as the I am's. He said, I am the bread of life. I am the resurrection and the life. I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the true vine. I am the door of the sheep. And last week we saw, I am the good shepherd. And today we are going to look at John 8:12. I am the light of the world. In John chapter 8, verse 12, Jesus spoke to his disciples, saying to them, I am the light of the world. I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light 
of life. He who follows me will not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. What a strange statement that is, right? Can you imagine, can we just imagine for a moment, you're sitting there, you're listening to this great rabbi speak to you. He's unpacking truths from the scriptures. He's telling you the Torah. He's showing you how to pray. And then one day as you're talking and listening to him, he says, I am the light of the world. Nobody who walks in my light, nobody who walks in my light will ever walk in darkness. I am the light of life. We read this, don't we? We read it and we nod our heads. We go, yeah, yeah, that's that's what he said. Can we just stop and go, what the heck did it mean? If somebody said to you, I am the light of the world, you you wouldn't just go, oh, yeah, that's cool. Good on on you, Adam. That's awesome. You're the light of the world. You'd question, wouldn't you? you? You would ask the question, what does that mean? What does that look like? What does that mean to you? What does that mean to me? How do I follow you? How do I walk in this life? We wouldn't just nod and sit silently and go, yeah, 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 the light of the world. Yeah, of course. But because we've read it so often, it just gets rated to some secondary place in the scriptures and we nod our heads and we go, yeah, yeah, he's the light of the world. Yeah, yeah, he's the bread of life. Yeah, he's a good shepherd. That's great. But this morning, I want to ask you, what does it mean when he said, I'm the light of the world? I want to give you three things that I think it means when he said, he is the light of the world. What did it mean to follow this light? When he said, he who shall follow me will never walk in darkness, but have the light of life. I want to say to you, firstly, we need to turn to Jesus as our source of hope and guidance. I'm going to say that again. What did it mean? It meant we need to turn to Jesus for our source of hope and guidance. If you were talking to the agriculturalists back then, they understood that everything was done by the stars and the celestial signs. The navigation of ships were done by the celestial signs. They understood that there was a light source external to them, not something they brought to the party, but something that was already existing that they could navigate by. When Jesus said, I am the light of the world, he is saying, you can navigate your entire life by me. Can we go to the lighthouse kind of concept this morning? that I started with, when you are a ship's captain and you need to navigate through the fog, when you're a ship's captain, you need to navigate the storms of life, you don't depend on your own light around the ship to make the difference, do you? You don't depend on what you bring to the party to make a difference. When you're the ship's captain, you start searching for a light that is external to what you have. I think that's what Jesus was saying to his disciples. You need to have a light that is external to what you have. It's like Jesus was saying to them, I am the one you can navigate the rough seas with. I am the one you can trust in. I am the one that you follow. I am the one. Let my light be the light that you navigate life by. I want to encourage you this morning to to be doing that. I feel like sometimes, and I'm going to share a short video in a minute, 
And I really like this because I think sometimes we want to have our own bluster, our own light, our own puff, our own wind. We want to tell everybody how we're going to do life. And I feel like Jesus was saying, stop depending on your own light. Stop depending on your own goodness. Stop depending on your own good deeds to get you where you want to go. There needs to be a light external from the light that you have. Stop trying to make it on your own. When you try and make it on your own, are we getting the video ready? When you try and make it on your own, you end up looking a little bit like this. Would you turn your eyes to the screen? I love this story. Unmute it, press play. Again, this is the USS Montana requesting that you immediately divert your course 15 degrees to the north to avoid a collision, over. Please divert your course 15 degrees to the south to avoid collision. This is Captain Hancock. You will divert your course. Over. Negative, Captain. I'm not moving anything. Change your course. Over. So, this is the USS Montana, the second largest vessel in the North Atlantic Fleet. You will change course 15 degrees north, or I will be forced to take measures to ensure the safety of this ship. Over. This is a lighthouse, mate. It's your call. <laughs> Hello, Captain. I think he's gone. Fair enough. I love that video. Haven't we all felt like that, Captain, sometimes? Haven't we all tried to navigate life on our own, telling everybody else what they should do and where they should go so that we can keep going? And I feel like Jesus is saying to us today, guys, if you're trying to do that on your own, you're going to end up in dire straits. If you're trying to make life work on your own, if you're depending on your size, on your wealth, on your popularity, on your ministry, on whatever it is that's in you that you bring to bear, if you try and depend on any of that to try and navigate life, you are going to end up in dire straits. And I don't mean the band. I mean... I feel like what Jesus was saying to his disciples was, I'm a light that's external. I'm a light that you can trust. The second thing I think he was saying to him is, you need a fixed point of reference. In the same way that a lighthouse provides that fixed point of reference for the ships in the fog, Jesus provides a fixed point of reference for those who follow him. He illuminates the path for those who follow him. He guides you through the darkness and through the fog, providing meaning for those who follow him. As a light of the world, he shines the light on our path and helps us avoid the obstacles and dangers along the way. You need a light, by the way, you need a light that is stationary, don't you? Can you imagine? And this is what it sometimes feels like, doesn't it? It feels like as soon as you reach a goal, the goalposts have moved. As soon as you get here, it's moved. But Jesus is saying, no, 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 I am solid and I am stable and I am stationary and I will light your path. If you will just trust me, I will light your path. I will lead you to safe harbors. If you will just trust me. And I feel like sometimes we get caught up in that we have friendship groups. And the friendship group goes, you know, if you just do this, then I'll be your friend. And you do that, and then they move the goalpost on you. 
We have workplaces and they go, if you just do this, then you'll get to where you want to go. And as soon as you get to there, the goalpost has moved again. But Jesus says, no, no, I want you to understand that I am stationary. I am solid. In fact, Hebrew says, I am the same yesterday, today, and forever. I don't move the goalposts on you. I don't say, come this far. And when you get there, he goes, ah, sh- tricked you. I'm solid and I am stationary and I am the light of the world that you can navigate your entire life by. Would you just trust me? I want to say to you this morning, what are you trusting in? What are you trusting in to navigate your life by? It's one of the things that I think is really funny. I don't know whether you've ever thought about this, but how many people are navigating along, but they're trusting in their own light and their own ability, and they have their shipwrecks on life, and then they blame the lighthouse. You ever seen those people? You know, they did everything their own way. They do it in their own strength. And then when they have a problem, they go, I can't believe that Jesus didn't help me. He's like, I'm here. I haven't moved. I'm still giving the signal for you to turn to the left or to the right. I'm still telling you the way you should go. You just chose not to walk in. I wonder if Jesus ever gets frustrated. I wonder if he ever gets frustrated going, I'm a lighthouse. I don't move. I just keep shining out for you to navigate life by. You're not in trouble because I didn't shine the light. You're in trouble because you didn't use the light to navigate by. Boy, it got quiet in here all of a sudden. I am the same yesterday, today, and forever. I'm immovable. I am the light of the world. I don't know what you're trusting in to navigate through the fog of life and the storms of life, but Jesus said, I'm the light of the world. I am the light of the world. I don't know about you, but when I think about lighthouses, here's another thought that I was pondering as I wrote this down. You ever notice how lighthouses don't really light up every single thing, do they? You ever notice that? Like, I don't know about you, but when I'm praying for God to be the light of my life, when I'm praying for that, like what I would really like is for this huge spotlight to be behind me, pointing the way directly in front of me and me just walking in that path and going, this is exactly the way. I would like it to highlight every single problem, every single possibility, every single obstacle, and I would like it to just direct my path perfectly. But that's not how a lighthouse works, is it? See, a lighthouse blinks and you adjust your course and you keep watching for the blink and you adjust your course and you go on a little bit further and you're watching for the light to blink and you adjust your course. That's what it's like to follow Jesus. When you say, I'm going to follow Jesus, I'm going to follow the light of the world, I'm going to make Jesus my Lord, it's not like he lights every single path like that as a big director who shows you the end from the beginning. He never does that. He shows you your next step. He blinks and you take a step of faith and he blinks on the horizon of your life and you take a step of faith and you look at what he said and you recalibrate your direction through the light that continues to blink through the darkness. And when we get lost, when we get lost, we look again, where's that light? What am I looking for? You know, the psalmist writes this. He says, your word, Psalms 119, 105. He says, your word is a lamp to my feet. Everyone say lamp Lamp. 
a lamp to my feet and a light to my path, a lamp to my feet, a lamp. We we have those really cool lights today, those spotlights that like blast out and blind every other driver coming towards you. We have that. I've got a pair on my car. I love it. Everybody else doesn't love it, but I do. But that's not what the Bible says. He says, I'll be the lamp to your feet. I'm not asking you to set your whole direction and show you the end from the beginning. What I'm going to do is I'm going to blink out a lamp to your feet. You don't need to know the whole thing. You just need to know the next step you're going to take. And then you look back to Jesus and you go, Lord, I'm here. I've taken that step. Where next? And he shows you the lamp to your feet and you take another step. And he points out the pitfalls and the obstacles and you take another step. And it's one step at a time. It's look for the light, recalibrate. Look for the light, recalibrate. Look for the light, recalibrate. Set your direction according to the light that he's given you at that time. Set your course according to the light that he's given you at that time. Some of us want the whole, I'm not going to do anything. I'm not going to do anything. I'm not going to move anywhere until you show me the whole thing from the beginning to the end and then I'll go. You won't. And it's not how it works. It wouldn't take any faith to do that. He just blinks. He blinks his light on the soul of your heart. Blinks. Says this is the way, walk in it. Blink. I notice you're moving to the right and you're moving to the left. Blink. I notice you're lusting after certain things. Blink. I notice you're letting unforgiveness lead you off course. Blink. I know you're letting your things of the world attract your attention. Just blink. Do you get that this morning? I want to encourage you this morning to look for the light of the world. I could go into so much depth and we could talk about so many things, but I just, I think sometimes we complicate the simplicity of the scriptures and we complicate them so much that we are paralyzed into inactivity instead of simply saying, He is the light of the world, He is external and not internal, He is a fixed point of reference, He doesn't move, the goalposts don't change. He is somebody you can trust. And he just blinks. And I don't even think he blinks. I'm going to say he blinks on the horizon of your life, but I actually want to get closer to him than that. I want him here. I want that blink, that light to shine on the soul of my heart. Just to say, Phil, this is a way. Walk in it. I wonder if you'd just take a minute this morning. I'm going to ask for Alyssa to come and just play keys for me, please. Bring the band back up. I'm going to ask for the lighthouse picture to go back up on the screen. I just want to take that minute and ask you what you're using to guide you through life? Are you trusting in your own strength? (laughs) Are you like that battleship arguing with a lighthouse? 
Are you busy telling everybody how big and strong and how rich and powerful and how smart and educated you are? And the blink is just there, mate. I'm a lighthouse. I don't move. I'm the same yesterday, today, and forever. And if you keep following that path, you are doomed to crash. I'm trying to point out that you can navigate your life differently. Doesn't matter how thick the fog is, doesn't matter how dark or stormy the seas are, if you fix me as your point of reference, you can navigate your life differently. And so I just really want to finish with this thought. Are you navigating your life this morning with the light of Christ? Is he your guide through the fog? Is he the one you trust when you're on the stormy seas? I just want to take a moment. Would you close your eyes this morning? Would you just join me in this? Father God, I need the light to show me the way. Father God, so often I've gone to the left or to the right. So often I've chased after my own lusts, my own ideals, my own ideas. But God, I need to navigate by your light. I need to navigate my marriage according to your light. And I'm not going to ask you to put your hands up. I'm just going to stay here for a moment. Because I feel like God's just talking to there's people here this morning and their marriage is in a mess. You've been navigating by your own light, by your own ideas, by your own strength, by your own power. I just feel like God wants to say to you, I want to help you navigate your marriage differently. In fact, I'm going to just share a short testimony. I got up yesterday morning frustrated with my wife. Got up upset and frustrated and, and I had all of my rehearsed repertoire, you know, the narrative that I tell myself, how she did this wrong and how she did this wrong and how she did this wrong. And I took it to God and I said, God, I don't understand why she doesn't get it and why she's doing this and why she's doing that and yada, yada, yada. And, and the blink just came into my heart. The light just shone in my heart. Pointed out the areas of my life where I'm selfish. Point out the areas where I'm unloving. Point out the areas where I'm unkind. After a while, I said, that'll do. but pointed out the areas where I need to recalibrate my life, where I need to set a different direction. Not where I need to change her and tell her what to do, but where I can stop and look to the light on the horizon of my life and go, God, would you show me the way to walk? Would you show me the next step? Would you show me how to be kind or how to be loving, how to be generous? to my wife. I just believe God wants to talk to people this morning who are struggling with their marriage. So I'm going to pray, Father God, would you speak into the hearts and the lives of the men and the women in this place? Those who are watching online, Father, would you speak life into them? Father, would you reveal obstacles and pitfalls and hurdles that are lying in their path? Father, would you blink on the soul of their heart today and reveal to them the truth that they could walk in? Father, I just thank you for that in Jesus' name. 
Thank you for that. I don't know what you're sailing through this morning. Maybe you're on calm waters and everything's great and it's a sunny, clear day and it's the best sea you've ever sailed on and you're on top of the world and I am going to applaud and go, that is fantastic. But I'm also gonna say I'm not oblivious to the storms. I know the storms are gonna come and I know the fog is gonna roll in and I know it's in that moment of time you need to go, God, I can't find you. Would you blink on the soul of my heart? show me the way that I should go. God, would you help me recalibrate and navigate according to your word and according to your ways? It's at that moment you see that light flickering on the horizon of your life and you start heading there and you start moving and directing yourself there. And as you get there, you find the fog begins to clear. You sail into calm waters, the safety of the harbour. Father, I'm asking that you would bless your people this morning that this word I spoke, wouldn't fall on deaf ears or hard hearts, but would be sown into the good soil of their life, that you would bring forth fruit in Jesus' name. I'm praying for those people this morning who need to trust you again. Maybe they've been betrayed, maybe they've been hurt, but this morning, Father, I believe there are people here who are recalibrating, who are bringing their attention back to the light of the world. And I ask you to bless them and help them on that journey in Jesus' name. And all the saints said, Amen. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. We hope you enjoyed the service. We are praying for you and we will see you next week.